welcome to the Frequency Influence Leaders Podcast. It is such an honor today to bring on an incredible friend, sister, and guest, and leader in the world. And her name is Zahara Zimring. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Zahara. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, Theo. It's so good to be here with you. I feel like it's been a minute since I saw you last. Maybe the last time was in Winter Park over New Year's about one year ago that I have seen you. So it's a beautiful time to reconnect and weave and track our growth over the last year. Yeah, it has been quite the evolution uh-huh. for for both of us. And it's it's such an honor to have you here and to truly just share your wisdom with with the world and with our community. And so, first of all, just I'm so happy for for the women in your community. And I, I'd love to just kind of go into the the origin of that, but really what what is alive in this moment. Mm-hmm. in your own personal experience with these women i'm sure that it, the teachings have evolved over mm-hmm. the years that yeah. you've been doing the dojo council mm-hmm. uh, but i'd love to know more about like what is currently alive mm-hmm. for you and and the women in that community yeah I, right now at the leading edge of of our journey together is the development of the Dojo Council, which essentially is the organizing field, the organizing intelligence that receives all the women who have been initiated through the level two container that's called Dojo Masters. So the invitation is for the sisters who are drawn towards this work. And we can be more specific about what that means, but the invitation is for the women who feel a draw to the Dojo field to enter into Dojo Immersed, which is a level one three-month arc that centers around an in-person immersion then move forward into Dojo Masters, which is the level two initiatory energy. And when I say initiatory energy, I I mean you enter into a space of such deep intentionality that life, every way that life is working with you and through you is being tracked in service of your evolution while being held in an unconditional space of sisterhood with women who the trust is real with, right? Like real field of real trust. And the initiatory energy is one inside of which on the other side, you're not the same. It's like the way a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. That's quite an initiation. On the other side of that initiatory energy of the cocoon entering into the cocoon, the chrysalis, when that butterfly comes out, that from my perspective is an initiatory energetic because on the other side, nothing will ever be the same again. So when the women graduate dojo masters, I consider them to be fully initiated into the dojo field. And we're now in the third generation of, of, of women that have moved through and are moving through dojo masters. And we've created the Dojo Council, which is this organizing intelligence. It's an organizing 
I'm, I'm using the word intelligence and field and energy rather than container because mm. it's uncontained, but there's an organizational energetic that allows us all to move together, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the dojo council is the field that holds all the women who have been initiated through dojo masters onward for as long as they say yes. And so we wor work, walk, serve, pray, live, as a council and know that there's a home base that can hold the full spectrum of each individual sister in no, the no matter whatness of life. And that looks like deep space for the heart. That looks like collaboration. That looks like co-creation and service. That looks like masterminding. That looks like coming together in person a couple times a year for exclusive council retreats that center around ceremony work together. So we really get to keep the drumbeat of the sisterhood and the intimacy that we've built over years of journeying together through the deepest territory. Really, when I say the deepest territory, I mean, touching the uncharted parts, the parts of our psyche, of our consciousness, of our hearts, that at some point in our lives, we've deemed unlovable, untouchable, or rejected. And learn to recover a space of unconditional love for all parts of self, you know, and when you do that work in a field of women who are also doing it for themselves and holding you as well in an unconditional space, real magic happens. I've seen some real quantum, like from one moment to the next shift occur inside um, these containers that has been really conducive to mm. next levels of service, next levels of love, next levels of community and sisterhood, um, crystallizing into form. And so it's been really beautiful and a, a real deep mm. honor. So what's alive for me in that is, you know, with the council, it shifts from, it has shifted, it's shifting from a container that I'm holding a hundred percent on my own. Mm -hmm into what 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 i've learned is is the the arc of level 1 and 2 worked so mm. when the women graduate dojo masters and they're initiated through that container they're more free liberated themselves they don't they they become their own greatest healer they they right. have been that all along but they're owning that now they know that now they're walking as their own shaman their own greatest healer so there's a letting go of the reins that I'm learning about mm. to create room in space for the other sisters in the council to rise into their leadership and hold leadership roles within the circle so mm. that I'm not holding everything, which is its own humbling experience to like let go of the reins. And I'm in that process right now of, you know, it's like you walk up, you have a horse that you've been riding and I'm learning about timing. I'm learning about not dropping the reins prematurely before anybody's there to lift, pick them up. But as soon as I notice that somebody's there to pick them up, which all the women want to be, they're showing up so powerfully, then it becomes handing over the reins and like walking the horse around a few times together and then letting go of the reins and allowing someone else to do it, which mm. gives me the opportunity to receive from the field too. Right. Right. Yes. And just knowing you and, and knowing how deeply connected you are to the, to the now and, and how you're able to access, I feel like it takes one to know one, <laughs> yeah. but like, 
truly like truly i've I've witnessed you in the dojo and i've seen how there's something moving through you it's it's not you it's almost like you're embodying multiple dimensions of of being and i don't i don't mean to sound so ethereal mm. but i truly witness something orchestrating magic and and so much healing mm. that is conducive for women especially to alchemize in a much more rapid way and i'm talking about this this is like a portal of transformation where this type of transformation from what i've observed just by working with clients myself could take someone many months whereas there's a collapsing of of healing of timeline of healing mm -hmm. that happens in those because if, if anyone's listening to this i've, I've actually been at, uh, witnessed and the just had space for the, mm -hmm. the the liberation dojo that you uh -huh. that you hosted in uh, Boulder, uh -huh. and so just being able to see you in your magic, I'm just curious to know how. Of course, life has has taught you a lot of things, but is there anything in particular around your experience with journeying with with plant medicine or just through your own study? Mm -hmm. uh, like, has there anything that has stuck out in your life that has really given you that mastery over being able to not just hold space, but being able to actually guide women mm -hmm. and knowing how to show them like, hey, here's the here's the tools and here, but also here's the boundaries. Mm -hmm. And I think that you're very good at that. I don't I'm not sure aware if you're highly aware of how good you are at that, but you're mm -hmm. able to create boundaries without this like militaristic way of being it's more of like a loving mother way of being mm -hmm. so i'm just curious to know about that because i it's just fascinating to me thank, <laughs> it's fascinating. thank you it's fascinating to me too and i, I receive myself <laughs> more and more i love it <laughs> through reflections just like the one you're giving me you know i there's something that ha occurs when I'm facilitating a live liberation dojo, which is a, a two to three hour offering for both men and women mm. that I that I offer uh, uh, quarterly about four times a year. And that okay. gives an opportunity for both men and women to experience the dojo field. And there's no medicine involved in that offering. And there is at the same time, there's certainly the, the uh, reflection I get often is that it feels like um, a medicine journey, you know, mm -hmm. the live liberation dojo, it's built on the singular intention to identify where your fear-based leading edge lives and expand beyond it in real time. And it's pretty supernatural mm -hmm. the way the field will respond and the individuals in mm -hmm. the field will respond to co-create circumstances that allow a, a participant to actually embody the version of themselves that is free of the fear that used to create an edge for them, the, ed the edge that, you know, they would stay small or go into control or either over effort or under effort or hide their voices. You know, there's a million different go into judgment. There's a million different protection mechanisms that come online in order to protect us from feeling a particular feeling that lives as a potential on the other side of a particular edge. 
right? right? A particular edge of being seen, of having a certain conversation, of embodying a, a sensual or sexual energy, right. of speaking um, life into masculine and feminine dynamics and really seeing what comes up in those zones, of going deep into childhood trauma that became a no-go zone and has had all of these side effects because the individual has been afraid to feel that particular feeling again. And there's something about the deeply embedded groove of safety mm. and love and intimacy that has been built over years of doing this work. And that's not just me doing that. That's every individual who has ever stepped into a live or digital dojo that has brought the fullness of their heart, their truth, and their unconditional love into the field. It's as if now there's this fluidity that's just almost instant. As soon as we open the container and open the field, it's as if everybody just kind of slips into this energetic groove that signals to the energy body, oh, this is safe. I'm safe here. So I see people stepping into levels of expression and willingness to go into deep trauma work amidst strangers mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is awe-inspiring because of how courageous it is and the places that are touched and the liberation that is had from my perspective is a function of the deep safety that we create in the in the field first mm -hmm. so there's this mm -hmm. foundation of of safety and all of it is an emergent field. So wow. you're asking, how do I do what I do? Or like, was there an education that it came from? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's actually, you know, I've, I've had many years of education. I, I had a uh, two-year spiritual psychology program where we learned, you know, gestalt work and NLP work and inner child work. And, you know, <laughs> like there's like the conventional education. There's my psychology degree from Rice University. There's my apprenticeship program from evolutionary astrology. There's my work with elders in the plant medicine space. There's, there's all these kind of things that I could name in terms of like, how do you do what you do? And like, where did you learn it from? <laughs> but the irony is those are all such powerful foundational elements in terms of like education and background that are beautiful, stabilizing mm. forces for my system to kind of like rest into. Mm -hmm. And it's actually been the undoing, the letting go of my need to attach to anything that I've learned. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm in a state of recall, trying to remember something that I was taught while I'm in the presence of an individual going through a deep process in front of my eyes, yeah. it takes me out of the presence of what's actually here. So mm. I've had to face off with my own edges, my fear of failure, my fear of not knowing, right? My fear of actually not having the answer, my, my, my fear of like, what if I can't do it? What if I don't, you know, I'm not able to hold this moment. What, what if I don't have the, you know, modality or the method or the, you know, thing mm. that can serve this moment because it's so unpremeditated intentionally. Mm. So I actually set the bar first by being willing to actually pulse at the leading edge of the unknown through only operating out of pure intention. The arc is built on intention to expand beyond our edges. And there's 
phases that create a dynamic structure, like we're building intimacy, then we're going into deep cathartic healing processes, then we're moving from that freedom into expression. But I don't make a plan about what the methods, the modalities, how it's going to look on the inside. I just described if I was going to write down, well, what happens at the liberation dojo? What I just said was, is the arc. Other than that, I just show up and I'm sitting there at the edge of my seat with everyone else. Like, wow, what is going to happen? And I've gotten to lean into that edge again and again. And what I find is that in, um, in the moment, as it rises and something, someone is popping off in the space because I'm not in a state of recall, because I'm also in the integrity with them of being at the edge myself, mm-hmm. we're both in that moment together in the richness of the moment. And it is from that aliveness that spirit can live through me. Source can move through me. And there's not a lot of me in that. There's just the force of life moving through me in service of the moment. And sometimes the medicine, like the answer, what we could say that the medicine that's going to serve the breakthrough in the moment comes through me. Mm-hmm. And in other time, in other moments, it's meant to come through another individual in the field. And I really work to honor the magic of everybody in the room and remind everyone in the space that we're all channels, mm-hmm. that we all have a unique genius that is capable when we get out of the way enough, mm-hmm. but don't leave. I think it's easy to confuse. What does get out of the way mean? Like, like, well, there's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a get out of the way, which means the part that's getting out of the way is the part that's in control. The part that mm. needs to know the part that has to have a plan, the part that is in protection because it's afraid of whatever it is being rejected, failing X, Y, Z, whatever it is mm-hmm. for you, those parts, as they get out of the way, which is what the dojo is about. All that's left is the truth of the moment. Mm. And that's where the magic happens when you're saying, oh, it looks like something's like, how did you know to do that? Or I'm not, there's not a me that's knowing that's the point as I've undone my need to know. So it feels like I'm jumping off the edge of a cliff every time I show up at a live liberation dojo. And then (laughs) from there, the group containers go deeper. You know, Mm -hmm. the group containers, it's from the live liberation dojo that usually people can feel the frequency or the energy of what it is that we're doing. And then if they want to go deeper into the three month containers, that's when we move into immersed in masters and the council Mm -hmm. and those deeper conversations get to be had. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That just the aliveness that I'm feeling just from the vibration that you're bringing through. It's like, it's almost like experiencing you is, is, is reminding me deeply that whatever is what is meant to come through. Yeah. Will come through. And Mm -hmm. it's a deeper level of trust. And so I'm just curious to know more about when you are helping women to like integrate these experiences because they are full-blown experiences. They are messy (laughs) AF. Yeah. Can Uh, be. It can be, it can be. I'm not saying I'm not, you know, better than I do, but for what I've observed, it is just, I would say probably years of just un just unprocessed stuff Mm -hmm. that is being released. And so how do you support them with, integrating a lot of the wisdom because I find that we can feel all we want, Mm -hmm. but I find that the biggest 
blocks that most people have is is not fully taking the wisdom and extracting the wisdom from the the healing process mm-hmm. or from the patterns of circumstances that they may find themselves in. So is there something that you want to share just around that? Yeah, I feel like, yeah, integration is huge, you know, and mm-hmm. that's why a lot of the work that I do is in three month containers so that exactly. we can, when we have these deep, big experiences and there's a major shift internally, there's an opportunity to be surrounded by a community and a facilitator who sees you in your highest mm-hmm. and can can continue to positively project onto you who it is that you're choosing to be, you know? Mm. So with the live liberation dojo, it's only a two two to three hour experience. And I'm finding more and more that it actually also requires a lot of integration the next day for many, you know? So I make myself available for that integration to happen. If anybody, I always name, if anybody needs to, you know, connect over text or get on a call over the next week, I'm here for that. And we get to support one another and really landing in the new level of being. And oftentimes it can feel really raw when we touch these places that we haven't been touching for a reason because yeah. they feel tender. They feel scary. They feel we we haven't learned how to fully be with these parts yet. And then we go there and we get our first experience of like really being with all of ourselves for the first time, maybe in decades. And it's like this major expanse happens and that part of you that needs resuscitation gets like the, you know, what's it called when those electro, that's like, whoosh, you know, the so those electric pads are the yeah, those, charge you back to life. Yeah. It's like, it gets like a, a jolt of a spark of energy, like a resuscitation, like that. Yeah. a defibrillator. Yeah. It's like, there's like a defibrillator is the liberation dojo. And there's like this resuscitation. Mm. And mm. then that part that's been neglected, denied, rejected, unloved for decades is like, <gasps> like gasping for air and has been brought into the light. And so then in the following days, mm. there's this big expansion where it's like, wow, there's, there's this part of me that needs my love and care and tenderness and acceptance more than anything. And after a big expansion like that, it's like a rubber band. There can be like a hoo like it just kind yes. of snaps back oh, yeah. and the door can close. And then there can be this flailing that happens where, you know, I don't I, like the tools haven't been fully integrated, mm. but when you're in the field with a collective that's holding that with you, it's like, okay, there's the resuscitation, you do it. But then in your own energy, it becomes, it can be really important to still have access to a facilitator or guardians that can come back in and say, oh, remember, this is how you, you did it. (laughs) Like here, resuscitate again, breathe deep right there. One more time. That's the part that the part that's the rubber band snapping back that all of a sudden you're going into a big vulnerability hangover or self-judgment or Mm self-rejection the next day or in the following days. That's where the love and the integration of that love is needed the most. And it can be really helpful just to have access to me and the guardians for at least the week after the dojo to support with that integration, the live liberation dojo, because again, that's only a three hour experience. And I really love it because it's open to men and women and the dojo retreats that will be five to seven day experiences will also be open for men and women. And so there's an opportunity for brothers and sisters to come together in these ways 
And on the retreat, having five to seven days together allows more space for integration as well. Whereas the group programs are three months. So there's a lot of attention on integration during mm-hmm. the three month containers. And those are primary, those are focused for, for feminine identified beings. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when I said, when I say like messy, I, I don't mean that in like a judgmental way. I, I mean that in a beautiful way, like it's oh, really? an unraveling. Yeah. And so the the idea that you had i mean it's i personally think it's it's genius um but in addition and in addition to that i think that i really want to know more about what you see just in terms i know you can't like tell the future but i'm just saying like i oh you don't know Maybe you can. It's just now, right? <laughs> but yeah, so the idea of, of the future, right? So I'd like to know more about what you perceive as as like your heart is 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 seeing more into the future and what it's calling us forth into and and what so that people can kind of become more aware of like what we're fully being called forth into by by source, by God, by universe. And from your perspective, like what what is the best way people can start to soften that, uh, that it's so common to just judge ourselves so much and to like judge the feelings that we're feeling and there's so many layers to it too right and i think that that's yours one of your zones of genius is like helping people to integrate all of those layers mm-hmm. on beliefs and then feelings and then emotions and and patterns so mm-hmm. what what do you feel that the like the people the leaders the entrepreneurs especially people who are listening to this podcast who want to show up as their most potent self they want to be most aware of like certain ways that they can kind of get ahead and and be able to scale and to grow and to liberate Mm -hmm. themselves in their communities yeah yeah what what i would say to that is it brings me to the question you asked before we started, you know, around like what's really alive and what keeps coming is around acceptance and beyond acceptance, the embrace of what is here now. Mm-hmm. So there's so much when we think about the future and, you know, it's January 5th today as we're recording this, I don't know when it'll be released, but I'm sure when it's released, we'll probably still be in the month of January at the beginning of the year. And so here we are at the beginning of 2023, and there's often so much focus on setting our New Year's intentions and, you know, our goals and our aspirations and our aims for this year, which is so beautiful. And it does take you out of the presence of what's here. And in some ways, it's also a a declaration that what's here should be different. And I think it's really a powerful place to create from when we're creating from absolute total embrace and acceptance of what is here now. What if you could embrace what's here now in your life with such appreciation and gratitude without a need for it to be different at all? Feel the appreciation and gratitude that would be present if you didn't need what's here to be different. 
Now, from that place of appreciation, the nature of appreciation is that it grows. It, it grows. And so it's natural. It's only natural from a place of abundance and appreciation to grow whatever is coming next with the force of life as support, quite literally life support. And my attunement to life support is best from a place of non-resistance and acceptance and embrace of what is here and the perfection of it, which does not mean what's here doesn't hurt, which does Mm. not mean what's here couldn't be better. What doesn't mean if you're going through a breakup or a heartbreak, what's here might be, fuck, my heart hurts. Yes. But I noticed myself, you know, when I went through a breakup about six months ago, there were layers and times when I would like, it hurts so deeply that I just, I wanted it to be different. I would, and I would go into control or strategy or try to figure out how it could be different out of resistance Mm -hmm. rather than finally just arriving into a place of total acceptance of what is, which doesn't mean that there, it doesn't hurt. It just means there's an embrace of the fact that it is, which means what is, is the actual alignment, which means I am in alignment because I am here in the embrace of what is. It is out of alignment for me to be in resistance to what is. That's me immediately coming out of alignment. As soon as I resist and need for what is to be different, I'm out of alignment. And so when I'm embracing and I'm just like, yo, what is is actually perfect. I trust life that much. I trust life that much that where I am, how I am, who I am, how I serve, who's around me right now is exactly the alignment that I need for my growth, my evolution, and my service. And it is from that place that I create myself into the future. Oh, my goodness. Wow, let's unpack that for just a moment. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, so there's a deeper level of trust that I think that I would agree with the collective of this fourth density collective consciousness of elevating into the heart of like, we are starting to understand the heart's intelligence. <laughs> yeah. And like that connection is, is so potent for, for people you know, these days. And so I, I understand like, just, just to be real is, is like, yeah, I, I went through a breakup too, um, this year or last year too, as well. And that was, there was a process for that too. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and it was almost like I had to really just detangle, uh, such a identity around like my, my small separate self, if if that makes sense. Yeah. And just, understand that i i'm still connected yeah. to that person and i'm still connected to all of the the other people in my life who have perhaps quote unquote left my life in the physical uh of space and time yeah. so what are your thoughts on like the like how do we create more flow back into alignment i'd love just to to get more into that because I think that a lot, from what I understand, resistance is part of growth. It's part mm-hmm. of, it's part of letting go of a part of our identity, I guess you could say, that was useful to us <laughs> to get us to here. And then it's like, okay, where are we leaning into? What, what's our next edge? Like, how, how are you able to support people with, uh, with, with 
understanding what is their edge to, and I know you may have mentioned that you mentioned that earlier around, Mm -hmm. like, are you, is your pattern judging or is your pattern avoiding or is Mm -hmm. your pattern resisting or aggression? Like, what is it? So Mm -hmm. how do, as it relates to like the energetic field, because I think that, you know, so much about that, but I'd love to know more about like in your own perspective of like, how do we connect this human meat soup that we have deeper to the energetic being that we have? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think, you know, you said something about resistance being connected to our growth. And it Mm -hmm. reminds me of like, the aggravation of the shell, you know, like a a rock, and it turns into a pearl in the shell, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's something that um, gets smoothed out when we experience resistance to something like if you imagine a resistance band in the gym, right? It it helps you get stronger. Mm -hmm. So when you can feel where your resistance lies, that's an area that like, you're kind of in the spiritual gym Mm -hmm. and something's getting refined in you through the resistance. The resistance is indicating where the growth wants to happen. Now I find it's either resistance or stagnation. If you can find either resistance or the feeling of stagnation in your life, that's often it's a signal of where growth wants to happen. So when we feel like I notice if I'm not allowing myself to feel fully or really process an emotion, sometimes I'll get really tired. I'll just Mm. feel like really tired. Right. And, and if, if that can, for me, it doesn't last very long because I'll, I'll, I'm very good at processing emotional energy, but I can imagine that if that's extended through, if there's a resistance to feeling something. Mm -hmm. So when I say that, imagine if you're listening yourself, where the leading edge of your life is. Mm -hmm. So it could be, ah, like I want to grow into my next level of service or entrepreneurship, or I'm going to start a, a, start a company, but I feel afraid. Okay. And so you might notice that you're either in like stagnation where you kind of avoid it and put it off and you're not like, you know, following up with the action steps that you need to do. And there's this sort of like stagnation where that can start to look like apathy, lethargic, depression. Those are all stagnant energetics. And I feel like all for like depression, apathy, lethargy, those are all energetics. They're, they're protecting you from going forth in a momentum with something that has a potential cost that an old version of you may not have had the skills or the tools to deal with. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Or there's, you know, resistance to, like overt resistance. So that still kind of comes out of resistance, but there can still be like overt resistance to writing that next proposal or reaching out to that next client or offering that facilitation that you feel called to, that you just feel like you're totally like having anxiety around, or like you can just feel the resistance manifesting itself in your body. So there's a difference between the feeling of anxiety and the feeling of depression, but they're still kind of connected to a particular edge often. Mm -hmm. And so I would invite anyone listening to just track your life, take inventory of your life and see like, is there an area that I'm, I'm either in strong resistance or like total stagnation around Mm -hmm. and look at, well, what is it that I've been afraid to feel? 
mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that I'm in protection around. And the first step for me, when I identify that is okay. I'm a, a common one is I'm afraid to feel the failure. What if it doesn't work? And then I'm like, well, what if it doesn't work? What would that mean? Okay. Well, maybe that would mean that I'm unworthy. Well, okay. What well, if you're unworthy, what would that mean? Well, I might not have, you know, resources or, or, you know, be able to support myself. Well, what would that mean? Well, it mean, I'm not safe in the world. Mm. Well, what would that mean? Oh, well, it mean, if I'm not safe, like I could die. <laughs> So it's like, there's like actually something life-threatening if you just take the layers deeper and deeper and deeper Mm -hmm. and deeper Mm -hmm. underneath the simplicity of like, well, why are you not launching your business? Why are you not doing the thing? Well, because I'm, I'm afraid to fail. Well, why are you afraid of that? I'm afraid I might be, if I fail, I'll, I'll, it'll affirm my belief that I'm unworthy. Well, if you, mm-hmm. your belief that you're unworthy is true, then what? Well, then if I'm unworthy, then I wouldn't be able to provide for myself. I'm not worthy of support or love or resources. And then I'd be alone. Then I'd be rejected. Then I'd be able, it like just keeps going deeper, right? And it, they they all almost always can come down to like death. Mm-hmm. And so it's mm-hmm. this, first of all, when I say that, what I feel is compassion, So often we identify these things and then it's like, okay, just push through it, but actually creating an energetic environment for yourself, for the part of you that feels afraid of the feeling of failure, but we can see why that feeling of failure feels so scary Mm -hmm. because likely there was a prior version of you five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago that experienced a failure of some sort and got either deeply punished for it or rejected for it, or you were alone or your authority figures, your parents punished you and left you out to dry for even a, 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 you're grounded for a day. And then you made that mean I'm not safe and I'm alone. And at that time you really did need your parents to provide resources for you. So like there's a visceral primal animal body level memory that has you've been protecting from feeling for decades so this is like resistance and stagnation are just indicators of where that healing wants to happen where a deeper embrace and acceptance and unconditional love could serve in a really good way so how do you create the question around energy that you're asking first i would say identify through stagnation or resistance, where the edges are in your life, then identify what it is that you're afraid to feel. What are you afraid to risk feeling that's having you resist or stagnate on the other side of that edge? Mm -hmm. And then when you feel that you identify what that is, bring some compassion to the aspect of yourself that's been afraid to feel that because a prior version of you, I can pretty much guarantee did not have the tools to handle that. Uh-huh, so understandably uh-huh. and rightfully so you've been spending some time protecting from feeling that again <laughs> and what that part needs that yeah. it didn't get back then is what you got to give yourself mm-hmm. and often the the unmet need is something in the realm of unconditional love mm-hmm. unconditional acceptance total non-judgment mm-hmm. you know it could be physical support like i'm going to lift you up and put you in you know, to this part, I'm going to bring you a meal and put you in bed. And like, even if you failed, I just want you to know that no matter what I'm here for you, I bring in the language, no matter what a lot. And how, 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 how are you able to create a pathway for yourself to feel Mm -hmm. that you got you on the highest level Mm -hmm. 
no matter what. Mm-hmm. And when the part of you that's been afraid hears that and it lands truly for the very first time in decades, I guarantee there will be a relief that washes over your system. That is one of the most profound experiences you'll ever have. And that love and acceptance will start to be reflected back to you in the world and it from your community. And it will be far less of a big deal. You still might not like the feeling of failure, but you'll have a tool in your belt that you know you can trust that even if you did fail, I got you. I'm here for you no matter what. From the inside out, I will not reject me. And so whatever you need to get that, is the work. It's got to come between you and you. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we create ourselves into the future. From there, it's like, okay, I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to push through this resistance and do the thing, even though I know I might fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to need to make sure that I won't fail first before I do the thing, (laughs) right? Because that's still creating out of protection. We want to create out of love. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what I just described from my perspective is the way to create out of love. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. The, and, and so when you're creating out of love, just going off of what you had said, <clears throat> when you're creating from love and you're, when, when women are in your container and they're, and they're mm-hmm. creating from their heart, they're in their heart, they feel more in alignment, they feel more healed, how do you know how far to stretch them? Because in my experience, uh, it's almost like we have to be, help them to become aware that, you know, almost everything in our life is, is some kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think you had said something like that, like once you start to soften back into compassion and start to cultivate a, a, a healthier relationship with your mm-hmm. heart, yeah. that there is a deeper level of trust and knowing and that you can trust that that life will begin to mold around that transform that internal change mm-hmm. so uh, how are you able because i know for sure that there's a, a wide diversity of just levels of like societal success that people come into your containers with you have super super successful people in your containers you have people who are just you know, budding as yeah. entrepreneurs. <laughs> and so yeah. like, how do you got, like, are you taking that into account or, or do you have more of just kind of like a, a humanist, a humanistic, yeah. holistic tool set to a framework to support them with? Because mm-hmm. I think that it, it does uh, require us as, as guides to, to know like what paradigm to speak into, you know, like one, something that you support, one of your higher level clients would be slightly, it wouldn't like resonate with someone who's just kind of starting to understand themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I've noticed with the dojo field, mm-hmm. there's a magnetism and a, a an attractor field mm-hmm. that every time it's been a little, I wish I could like put a formula for you, but I just, I don't know that I can. It feels <laughs> a bit, supernatural. <laughs> Yeah, it feels a bit supernatural in terms of like the women that organize themselves into the field in terms mm-hmm. of when they do, how they do it, it. It, every container has been this like divinely aligned aggregation of 
women who are just meant to come together at that time. And it is true that some of them have had more like physical world reality success on a financial front. And some of them are stepping into that for the very first time. And sometimes those that are stepping into more of their own entrepreneurship have more experience in in their own relationship with unconditional love and non-judgment and the heart. And everybody comes in with their gifts and everybody mm-hmm. comes in with their heart forward. And I really noticed that it's like this perfect balance where the codes that are really strong in some women end up serving as like such a beautiful gift for the other women that are like receptive sites, receptor mm-hmm. sites for those codes. It's like, there's like a receptor site which actually gives the woman who's strongly coded for abundance the opportunity to share her codes into that receptor site, which gives that her an opportunity to like feel herself in facilitator mode and feel herself in her leadership in a way that perhaps she never has before. And then vice versa, there's artists or musicians that are coming in that there's other women that are like receptor sites for vocal activation and for expression. And, and, and these women that are coming in with like wide open throat chakras, they have an opportunity to share their hearts and their medicine into those receptor sites. And then there's women that are coming in with, you know, have done a lot of deep facilitation and trauma work. And then there's receptor sites from the other sisters that, are receptacle for them. And it's just this really beautiful give and take that happens really naturally um, inside of the dojo containers. And so I don't preemptively plan how to facilitate them in different ways. It it really feels very natural to whatever's needed in the moment comes through and it it tends to serve the collective in the way that it needs to. Um, And so I'm really grateful for that ease. Wow. Thank you so much for just sharing so, so extravagantly about that, because that was a a great explanation. I just, it was very well articulated even for just just people who are like playing at a very high level but also for people who are just getting started and so just kind of moving towards the the finale of of this episode where where we're featuring your isness and your amazingness i would love to know more about first of all like what was such a powerful potent lesson for you when you look back on your your whole life uh, and your, and your, your unique story. And you look back on this past year, which seems to have been a quantum year. I mean, so much changed, so much evolved. Um, and I feel that time is moving differently now. It's like, I saw my friend just last weekend and it it feels like it was like months ago. So -hmm. it's wild to me. Um, but I'm just curious to know if you're starting to experience this, like almost speeding up where we're, we're actually being called to be more present. So like, is there like a lesson that you would uh, want to share with uh, everybody listening just in mm. regards to what, what wisdom you've been extracting recently? Yeah. It's around, again, embrace and non-attachment and being willing to die to yourself over and over and over again, recognizing that life is seasonal, just like nature we are nature, just like there's a winter that turns into the, you know, the spring that turns into the summer that turns into the fall to have a safe space. That is your home within yourself to know that no matter what happens, 
in the external form of your life. I've learned over these last two years, more than ever, any other point, I'm 37, more than any other time in my life, have I learned consciously, not that I haven't gone through death port initiations in my life. I have where everything external changes, but I wasn't at the same level of awareness to be able to witness what's happening and, and move through it consciously and also relate to it as a force of renewal. And so it's really important when we're in seasons of spring and summer and everything's blossoming and it's wild and it's like, oh my God. And I've had so much of that too. (laughs) And then it's like, we attach and can almost make it wrong or like we've done something wrong or bad when a wave of release happens where it's a season of change. And those seasons of change, the fall, the fall, the leaves start to change colors. And you're like, uh oh, you start to get a whiff of, oh my God, this relationship I've been in for years, this job I've had for, for years, this home I've been in for decades, like the fire came and burned it down. And it's like, oh my God, am I off? Did I do something wrong? It's like really transforming our framing Mm -hmm. from like misinterpreting change happening in our life as something that like we've done wrong. And of course, reaping the learnings and the lessons, you know, when, when change arises and winter comes, it's the most ripe for expansion from my perspective. That's where resilience is born. That's where strength really anchors into the root. Like you see those Aspen trees frozen in winter and it's like snow all over them. And I'm like, those trees are alive. They're all their energy and life force is at their root. So really learning, we learn how to root in and trust ourselves and anchor in no matter what happens in life. And that's been the biggest lesson for me over this last year or two, because I've gone through two, I had a four-year relationship that ended at home in the Palisades of this whole life I created that went through a big release. And then a few months later, I met my, my most recent partner. We were together for a year and I went to this season of like creation and new community and blossoming and looking for homes. And then it was like, boom, this another wave of heartbreak and releasing everything I thought was supposed to be mm-hmm. not it, to arrive in a place of realizing everything I thought supposed to be is not what's supposed to be because what's supposed to be is what's happening. Mm. And that takes us back around to the embrace of what's here, which is a function of my discovery of my own deep roots that are solid, no matter what changes on the outside, Mm -hmm. because we go through seasons of winter and spring and summer and fall throughout the courses of our life. Mm -hmm. And I really value the most, we create what we value most. And what I value most are the people that I have witnessed rock with me through every season, whether I'm in like a total death portal and can barely get myself out of bed. The ones that are there Mm -hmm. and are like, oh yeah, like I got you Z no matter what I see you through on the other side of this. And the ones that are just as they're celebrating in summer. So really, really appreciating and increasing my appreciation of the individuals in our lives who really stay the course 
And that's who I want to be. And that's who I am for the people in my life. And that's Mm -hmm. the root of what the dojo ecosystem represents. It's Mm -hmm. safe spaces to come home to in the no matter what of life. Whoa. So from that, my heart is so full from Mm -hmm. just receiving all of the, all of the key codes of a remembrance. I, I, that's the best way I can put it is just a remembrance of divine, just words that you're bringing into this podcast. And I'm so deeply, deeply appreciated for your mastery, your sisterhood, your willingness to, to Mm -hmm. care so deeply and to be so humble and powerful at the same time Mm. and, and to be able to embody that from not just being that, but also creating a safe space for not just women, but I, I just, I'm going to come say it. Like, I think that like so many men would deeply deeply Mm -hmm. received from your magic and it's just an idea that just coming through right now in this moment i because i feel so safe around you i feel Mm. like i can just be myself around you and not have to like hide anything Mm. or to prove anything and yeah and so that is such i just feel that there's so many men and we can totally talk about this uh, at some point in the future this year um, about any co-creations but i just feel that there's so many men who who desire to be held by the feminine, not in like a mommy way, but yeah. like in a truly safe, divine feminine way that's like mm-hmm. absolutely whole and full mm-hmm. and and just aware, <laughs> deeply aware. It would be an honor. And I love, I love working with men as well. So that's why the live liberation dojos and the dojo retreats are spaces for men as well. And I do one-on-one work and ceremony work with privately with brothers as well so yes to all of it thank you for seeing me absolutely thank you and the last the last question is how can people get connected to the dojo community the dojo council yeah i would love to invite all of you if you're here now and you are listening and you have stayed till the end, I would want to invite you to recognize that there's a reason why you stumbled upon this podcast with my sister Z. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why you felt at a spirit level an opportunity mm-hmm. to choose into uh, what Z was saying earlier, just to choose into a new paradigm of your leadership, of your embodiment. And so, Z, how can people get in touch with you if there's any sisters or even brothers uh, who want to go deeper uh, with you? Thank you, Theo. I appreciate you so much. It feels so good to be seen by you. And yeah, anyone who is listening that feels inspired, you can find me at Zahara Zimring, Z-I-M-R-I-N-G on Instagram. That's where I really, you know, share a lot of the dojo magic. And then my website is zaharazimring.com. So really easy to tune in to what is moving um, on either one of those platforms. And I look forward to hearing from any of you who feel inspired. 
Amazing. Thank mm -hmm. you for sharing that. And so you heard it from her yourself. Mm -hmm. You were listening and yeah. you feel the call and oh, you don't also understand. Oh, yeah. The Dojo podcast. There's a <laughs> podcast. Yes, of course. Yes, so yes. on on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, on on um, any of the major platforms, you can find the Dojo podcast, um, Life Beyond the Edge. And I, yeah, highly recommend checking that out. We, we share tons of free content and the episodes have just been so profound and deep and juicy. So um, would really invite anyone to subscribe and leave a review on the podcast that's really help, helpful as it grows. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would highly, highly recommend the Dojo podcast i've li listened to several of them uh with some really powerful leaders and some some just beautiful beautiful storytellers and mm -hmm. and healers and, and entrepreneurs so definitely go check out the dojo podcast is that what it's called the dojo you said the dojo council yeah. podcast okay. yeah it's on on itunes it's the dojo podcast life beyond the edge there i think there's another dojo podcast as well but it's pretty clear which one is mine yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just look for zahara's face uh-huh uh -huh. uh, all right. So thank you so much, Zahara. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege to speak with you and to learn more about what you've been up to recently and your evolution and your own leadership. And I just honor your vision so much. And it's so important to me. Uh, the work that you do is one of the most surprising leaps of faith and a surprising next big leaps. You know, you hear a lot in, in, the entrepreneurial space of like, oh, you want to make more money and you want to become more recognized and successful. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but what I've found is that people who do the work that you provide in the world end up creating such big leaps in the most counterintuitive way because they thought it was about hustling. They thought it was about working harder. They thought it was like a, they needed to struggle to get to that next level. And I'm not saying there's there's not value to work ethic and putting in the effort and leaning in to discomfort, but I am saying that the work that you will experience in Zahara's space, um, if she invites you in, is a very, it could be a very surprising big leap for especially people who, who consider themselves high achievers. Maybe that next big leap for you is to go into a space where it doesn't make logical sense to you. And if that feels aligned for you, I definitely invite you to, to go check out Zahara. But so enough about me just raving about Zahara's uh, <laughs> genius. Thank, um, you. thank you so much for coming on. This has been another amazing, amazing podcast on the Frequency Leaders podcast. Zahara, have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I'm so appreciative for you. Thank you.